Welcome to episode 41 of Tap to Craft. My name is Denny Luce, and along with my buddy John Ream, we are going to guide you on your craft beer journey by passing on our knowledge and our experiences to you, the listener. We're recording on Saturday, February 13, 2016, and in this episode, we will be discussing our Super Bowl experiences as long as as well as some of our listener experiences. We also have a listener question and we will be doing our listener participation tasting notes segment with the Oscar Blues Old Chub Scotch Ale. I hope you guys all did your homework and picked up at least one can of this beer. And, of course, you'll have John and my's normal beer banter that we just love just to spew out because we just love beer. But before we get too far into the show, John, how are you doing tonight? I'm exhausted. I, I think I mentioned on the last show that uh, my my youngest son just turned one and he got his shots and he had you know spiked a fever like is is common when you when you get your your round of vaccinations mm-hmm. and uh, that fever lasted for over ten days. Oh wow! And included uh, two separate ear infections, a and, and viral tonsillitis, and a cold. Oh, jeez. Uh, the cold, which he passed on to me, the viral tonsillitis and cold, which he gave to his brother, um, who also had a double ear infection, like both at the same time. Mm. Uh, suffice to say, uh, there hasn't been much sleep here. Uh, although there has been a lot of beer drinking. And today, um, I ended up here with the boys and my wife went to a wedding cause we couldn't take them. Um, and, uh, you know, I've been self-medicating, <laughs> uh, including uh, accidentally drinking a double IPA when I thought I was grabbing a pail out of the fridge. Uh-huh. And I was very confused about the level of bitterness uh, until I read the bottle again. Um, and I'll talk about that beer in a little bit. But, okay. uh, yeah, I'm feeling good. And uh, tonight, the tasting tonight should be interesting. So, All right. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, all I have one thing to say. Obviously, your boys aren't drinking enough craft beer to stay healthy. So you got to alleviate that problem and and pump them full of craft beer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Probably have them taken away from me, which would be great. (laughs) I'm only joking. I'm only joking. No, they, uh, I'm sorry, John, to hear that you've been through uh, health hell the last couple of weeks, man. I was wondering if you were still alive because I haven't seen you on, on social media at all. And I'm like, okay, something must really be going, going on because, uh, you, you're normally on there at least a couple times a week. Yeah. Yeah. If anybody's been wondering, um, which is probably only you, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that's, that's where I've been trying to stay healthy, then trying to nurse myself back to health, then trying to not get sick again, uh, while taking care of the boys and, and whatnot. But, uh, Kristen's a trooper. She, she managed to stay healthy this time um usually our roles are reversed yeah uh, like that but yeah. uh she was the she was the guiding light through all of this this time so all right all right well you know since you've been self-medicating i hope you're still uh on your uh, prescription right now as we're recording this what are you drinking uh so right now i am i've moved on from my double ipa and i am drinking a 10-barrel single-hop pale ale called Riding Solo. Yes, I've heard about that. Um, I don't know what hop it is okay. because I did put it on the bottle. Um, 
instead they they told a story about Benny uh, the brewer <laughs> on the bottle. Um, but I can say that uh, this beer has a really nice uh, grapefruit, and I, I'm going to say a little mango in there. Oh, okay. Uh, it's really pleasant, and I, I'm I'm really enjoying it, uh, especially since you know when I do the single hop stuff, I I usually like to know what's in there so I can associate it with something. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe if I do a little digging, I can figure it out. Uh, but I want to know what hop this is because I am really enjoying it. Um, and I want to, I want to brew with something with it. So that's, that's the same thing I've heard. Everyone that's had it here locally just loves it. And I went to look and find out. I asked him, well, what, what hop is it? What, what's the, it's a single hop L, you know, uh, it, it's a pill L or an IPA. They say it's a pale ale. It's six and a half percent, so it's it's right on the edge. Of it. Okay, yeah. But and so I went to go find out what hop they use, and you they don't say on the website. I, on the internet, there's no. I, I haven't found anywhere that said what hop they're using. I did see that there was two versions they were releasing, so hmm. I don't know um, which version was releasing when or where, and if they are different hops or just different sizes of bottles. But they said. One was a 12-ounce bottle, one's a 22, but the labels are different. One's black, one's white, and I, that's that's about all I know. So uh, I'm curious, too. I, I almost stopped by 10 Barrel today to go try that beer on tap, um, maybe well, Monday. You definitely, yeah, you definitely need to go try it, and okay. I need you to break in and find some brewing logs <laughs> or something okay. to let me know what, what hop it is. All right, I'll do it. I'll do it. Maybe I can sweet talk. You know, I can use my charms on the uh, on the wait staff, and maybe they can right. tell me the secret. Yeah, wear one of your uh, sleeveless shirts in there, you know, <laughs> just up it a little bit. Uh, I could do that. I could, for you, John, I'll do that. Excellent. I want pictures, too. Okay. Uh, but uh, what what are you drinking tonight? Well, I am staying local, and because the uh, the lonely brown L doesn't get much love in the world of craft beer, I don't think, I decided I was going to hit us up with some Payette Brewing Mutton Buster Brown, which is just what it is. It's a very, very good brown L. Not, not, not a, a, a hoppy brown, just a regular, nice, subtle, malty brown L. And I, I and it goes down smooth, and I'm really enjoying it tonight. I hope, John, that you're able to. I, I think I might have. Uh, is this one of the beers I brought to you in one of my trips? Do you remember having? It this is. Beer? I think it's one of the beers you brought to me on your very first trip because I, okay. I I looked it up and I logged it three years ago. Okay. Um, and I said it was a nice brown now. Yeah, yeah. On, on it, tap, so yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, it's just good. It's just, it's not hoppy. It's not super malty it's just right and it's it's a little bit you know it's lighter thinner it's it's what a brown ale should be and uh, and yeah i'm drinking that tonight because i wanted to give some love to the brown ales out there all right john (laughs) so uh you mentioned that you accidentally busted open a double ipa is that one of your noteworthy beers that you want to talk about tonight it is and i'll i'll start off with that one so i've made a couple trips to a couple different bottle shops over the last two days. And I picked up quite a few different ballast point beers. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a pulse mattering and new stuff at, at least to our area, um, stuff new to us. And so I picked up, you know, 
stuff that runs a gamut. I thought when I went to the fridge, I was reaching for one of the pills. Uh, I thought it was a watermelon pale ale. Sounds right. Um, which makes sense. Yeah. You know, um, and I was drinking it and I was like, man, the bitterness on this is really high. <laughs> even for a West Coast and even for Ballast Point, like this is really high for a pale. And about halfway through the glass, I went and grabbed the bottle again. And I was like, oh, that's because this is a double IPA. <laughs> and this was supposed to ease me in the show, and now I'm going to be drunk. Okay. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's the Ballast Point Watermelon Dorado. Mm. Um, and this thing smells like a watermelon Jolly Rancher. Oh, wow. And uh, when I first was drinking it, the watermelon... Uh, just didn't really work in the flavor, mm-hmm. and I was a little disappointed. Um, but as it warmed, it really started to meld and come together. Uh, and, you know, it ended up being a really, really nice beer with watermelon in it. Um, so I, I would recommend if you like watermelon, uh, definitely pick this up. Make sure you let it warm up a bit before mm-hmm. you start drinking it uh, to make sure that. You know, you kind of get past that point where the the bitterness is more assertive and, um, you know, this watermelon kind of comes to shine a little bit. Um, but I, I'm enjoying it. And, you know, a couple of the other Ballast Point stuff is other uh, fruit-forward beers. Um, so uh, check out my Untapped in the coming days here to to, to see those. So I'll, I'll be putting those up. All right. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I enjoyed this one, even though uh, it tricked me. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you don't, you don't think of watermelon for, because watermelon is such a, like a light, subtle flavor, you would think, that you wouldn't want it to, you wouldn't have it in a big double IPA. It's going to have a lot of bitterness and stuff in it. You'd think it would be in a, in a pail, something you could actually appreciate it, or maybe even a golden ale, right? A lot, a, a lot right. of subtler stuff. Yeah, and that, and that's why in my head the watermelon pale ale made sense. Yeah. You know, I mean, it, it. I think probably the most well known watermelon beer has to be the Twenty First Amendment. Uh, Hail or high water. Hail or high water. Yeah. Watermelon wheat. Yeah. Thank you. That's a good one. Um, yeah. And you know, it's a nice light beer with uh, that can carry a nice light fruit. I mean, the watermelon is not an overpowering yeah. uh, fruit by any means. Um, but you know what? They made it work in this thing. So, uh, kudos. Yeah. I need to try it. Uh, so the other one I'll talk about is the engine house number nine, uh, which is a brewery out of, uh, Tacoma, Washington, uh, just south of Seattle. And, uh, it is part of their Tacoma, uh, wild table sour beers or, oh. or something series okay. and it is the berry manilow love the name and uh you know berry like uh <laughs> like the fruit um this thing was awesome uh it it smelled uh just like a you know mixed berry you know something like fruit or yogurt or something like that mm-hmm. you know uh totally sweet like not didn't come across tart or anything in the in the aroma at all um but once you started drinking it uh, like the beer itself wasn't sweet. It had an, a nice level of acidity, a uh, nice fruit character to it. It just all played together really well. Um, and my, my friend, uh, Pete, who, um, 
having the beer with, uh, you know, we're both just like, wow, this, uh, we could both really mess ourselves up on because it's just so good and so easy to put down. Mm. And, you know, um, sometimes when you have a sour, even if it's a, you know, when you're drinking it, if the, the flavors come together, it's not too high acidity, they can still smell acidic and it, it kind of slows you down a little bit because mm-hmm. it's, it's just a, kind of a natural reaction. But because this smelled so sweet, I mean, it, you, you just, it had no problem just putting it back. And, uh, uh, yeah, that one was just tremendous. And I, I wish that engine house number nine was a little bigger and this would get a little broader, mm-hmm. uh, distribution, but, uh, that thing was so, so good. Um, but yeah, if you happen to be out here, uh, grab it and if you're out here already and just listening let me know we'll grab, we'll grab a beer there you go so. yeah <laughs> that sounds good i need to make a trip man i i want that beer it sounds great you better you better hurry i don't know how how long this is around or if it's you know, <laughs> something they do all the time but uh i don't know how about you what have you had uh in the last couple of weeks that's that's noteworthy okay well you know john you're probably catching up to me still in the in the beers because I haven't been logging that many because I haven't been drinking that many but I did make it out to Twisted Timber my the closest little pub to my house which is about 3 miles away I I believe and I they had some Fremont brewing beer on tap and Fremont is fi- from Seattle is finally coming to Boise it's I'm so happy and they had a beer that I was uh, wanting to try from hearing you talk about it, uh, you know, a few times. Uh, it's the Fremont Brewing Dark Star Imperial Oatmeal Stout. And this is just a regular one. I know you've had some uh, variations of it, John, right? They have some different versions of it, too, locally? Yeah, every year they do uh, barrel-aged versions of it, and then they have different barrel-aged versions of it that they'll okay. add different things to. Um, but, yeah, this is... Uh, a tremendous beer. And I, oh. you know what? I'm happy that I don't have to be the only one doing our Fremont plug now. You know? <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I feel like I've been okay. repping Fremont forever for nothing. And now you can rep Fremont occasionally for nothing. So uh, I, you know. I am so, I am, I'll tell you this. For one thing, I'm so happy. I went on uh, Wednesday night, last Wednesday, and uh, they were pouring this in full 16 ounce glasses. Uh, I had two. Two, two of them because I absolutely, I've drank this. I gave it a perfect rating because this is essentially not, and what's interesting, it's an imperial oatmeal stout, which is not something I would normally have ever, you know, heard of an imperial oatmeal stout, but this is everything I enjoy in a stout. The mouthfeel, the malt, the dark roasted malt, the everything was perfect in this beer. I had two full 16 ounces plus another 16 ounce of something different that was also very good uh, then my buddy sean the next day he goes to twisted timber the same place and then they're serving it in 10 ounce snifter glasses he got <laughs> he got ripped off i i got the full meal deal he got the little uh kids meal uh i feel bad for you buddy uh but so they suddenly realized it was like eight and a half percent a little bit <laughs> yeah they probably realized they were going through the keg so fast that uh, <laughs> they needed to slow it down, but I got lucky. I drank 32 ounces of it for you know a, a regular beer price. So yes, kudos to me for for winning finally. And with that being said, Fremont is next week, the week of uh, well, the week bef- 
while you're hearing this because we're going to release this on Thursday. So starting mon Monday, Fremont is going to be here in the Boise. In fact, they're going to be all over the Idaho uh, state area. But in Boise, they're going to be here doing different events. And Twisted Timber is having an event on Tuesday. And I on at 5 p.m., I'll be there uh, because I, I don't want to miss. I want to get everything they have to 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 have a sample or to taste. I want to try things I haven't had yet. So I'm really excited about that event. And, I'm, and thank you, John, for re retweeting that that uh, Twitter post they did because I didn't see that earlier. And when I saw you retweet it, I'm like, ah, uh, now I can I, I know which event to go to before I travel away to overseas. Uh, so. Yeah, see, the people need me on social media. Yes. Um, but uh, you know, since you mentioned it, and I forgot to mention it, yeah, my, my quest to catch you in Untapped Uniques uh, I actually dropped a beer um, over this these past couple of weeks. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I didn't drink that much uh, when I was down and sick, uh, and what I was drinking was homebrew. Um, I just redid a batch of my Janet's Brown, the, ho oh, the yeah. hoppy brown, yeah, uh, that you enjoyed so much, I and I've been drinking a ton of that. Um, when I think today is the first time I've drank anything other than that uh, in the last week, so. Um, and I've had quite a few pints, but, um, yeah, so I've, I've dropped one unique, uh, but you know, I've loaded up from the, from the bottle shop, so <laughs> I'm ready to make a push. All right. Um, so we'll, we'll see how it goes. Okay. Okay. So, so that is it. That's the one, the one noteworthy beer that I have to talk about this week. That's, I mean, that's showing you guys that I am slowing down. I am holding to my new year's resolution, my beer resolution to, uh, you know, to, to try to keep my my beer drinking in check, but yeah, you're slowing down, and I'm not speeding up enough. Well, that's okay. <laughs> you still have you still have a few months to catch up. No worries. That's right. No worries. The year the year is young. <laughs> that's true. That's true. All right. Well, hey, before we move on to the show, I just want to let everyone know if you don't know, we do have a Facebook page. You can find us at facebook.com/slash/tapthecraft, and you can continue on the conversation. You can interact with us. You can post to our timeline you can post to our post of all kinds of cool news articles and show posts and you can be part of the show so go visit us at facebook.com forward slash tap the craft all right we did have a listener question from our good buddy robert at tps sponge and i like this question a lot and uh, he asks please explain the hype with Pliny the Younger and a game plan to be a part of it. And this question kind of made me laugh because, um, you know, my thought process is if anyone that's listening to this show is going to, that you know, especially if John and I, has an opportunity to have Pliny the Younger, it's Robert. He's the one that has the best chance because uh, right in his area, they have uh, a few bars, I believe, or that that hold some, you know, raffles and lotteries to go and have a a glass of this this uh, beer that is so special. But John, why is Pliny the Younger so sought after? Why is it a beer that that is a must-have beer? So, uh, yeah, I mean, everybody knows the Pliny the Elder, the double IPA that kind of made the style what it is. Um. And Pliny the Younger is the triple IPA uh, version of that. And, you know, there are certain beers that just hit cult status. Mm -hmm. um, 
and this is one of those. Uh, you know, an- another one that quickly comes to mind is the Three Floyds uh, Dark Lord, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. every year they have Dark Lord Day. Um, but uh, you know, this uh, so th- this triple IPA it's released once a year in February. Um, very limited, uh, hard to get, so people rush to get it and. You know, bars will have lines. They'll do raffles. They'll mm-hmm. do all kinds of things um, to to get people a taste. Um, but uh, yeah, if if you want in on it, uh, I mean, one game plan is to go to the brewery in Santa Rosa and stand in line for twelve hours. <laughs> well, that, that's too that's too available. that's too far for him. He's he's down south. He can't be you know driving what? all the way. It just up. depends on how committed you are. Okay. That's all. Okay. Um, that I'm, it's just one option, just mm-hmm. one option. Um, and, uh, you know, you may not get in, <laughs> if you don't turn enough seats. Uh, you may stand out there for nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, but they do release the, the beer outside the brewery, uh, to other, uh, bars in the markets they distribute to. And that includes California. They do send some to Philadelphia. Oh, wow. Um, my buddy Wes has had it out in Philly. Um, although I've heard at a couple of bars out there, um, you have to not only buy that beer, but a couple other beers along with it, um, kind of as a package deal Yeah, uh, to get your hands on it. Um, but Wes has stood in line out in Philly for it. Um, the thing to do is just put your ear to the ground, find where it's coming to your area, find what their stipulation is, uh, to get the beer. Um, some places you just got to be there at the right time, stand in line. Other places will sell a ticket so you can come in at your leisure and get it, you know, not have all the stress of standing in a line. Am I going to get it? Am I not going to get in? You know, that kind of thing. Um, but I will say, I, I mean, it's the beer is out now. Um, I think at the brewery, it's only available until the day this episode releases. Oh, wow. So, um, I don't know, you know, with where it's being distributed, uh, what the timeline for that is. So if you want it, uh, start making some calls maybe to uh, your local watering holes, uh, see if anybody's getting it. Um, maybe Russian river can help you with where it's being distributed. Um, but, uh, yeah, uh, find a place, see what their rules are and, uh, do your best to, to game the system. <laughs> okay. Well, I do have one. I know of one uh, way he can get it in in his area, pretty close to him. It's Beachwood Barbecue. The Beachwood, you know that. I don't know. Have you had yes. Beachwood beers or been? Have you been the Beachwood, John? No, I know of it. Okay, um, and I think we mentioned it on a recent episode. I think we did, but they so. they hold a fundraising uh, event where you buy raffle tickets. Uh, and they hold kind of a lottery system where you buy a ticket for a certain amount of price. I don't know the price. Uh, you can buy, I think you can buy as many tickets as you want, opportunities to, to have the taste of the beer. And then they draw like a lottery and then they contact you and say, here, you've won and, uh, you can come in and pick up your, your prize beer at, you know, at any time at this, you know, with your, with your number and you can come in and get your beer at, at your leisure when it's being served. And this lottery raffle 
is going on. I believe you can buy tickets up to the 21st of February, and I believe it's the 23rd of February they'll be drawing the names for the people that will be getting the tickets. And I don't know how many actually get drawn, and I, I think there's – I'm pretty sure there's a few hundred uh, people that will be drawn, but I also I'm thinking there's probably 1,000 or more people that are actually entering it. But that's one opportunity. You have a good chance – of not only supporting the charity that they're, um, I don't, and I honestly, I don't remember the charity that they're actually supporting, uh, but that's one way you can get a try of this. And maybe you just buy one ticket and see if you're, if you get lucky. Uh, I think that might be your best effort. But like John said, call around, see who's serving it, and see what you have to do to, to have a, a taste of it. But I guarantee, uh, unless there's a, a lottery or, that type of thing, you're going to be waiting in a long line. So be prepared. All right. So that's, uh, I want to thank you, Robert, for uh, providing that question. And hopefully we gave you a satisfactory answer. Last weekend was the Super Bowl. Actually, I'll take it back. The weekend before last, because we're recording this on, on the weekend, <clears throat> was the Super Bowl. And uh, you know what? Everyone has some kind of activity or fun time that they spend either with, with guests, they go to a Super Bowl party, or they have people over, or whatever, and they have a good time. I like to share in the, in those good times, and I like to know what people are, are eating, what they're drinking, and how they're, they're spending their Super Bowl time. So we asked our listeners what they did, what they drank, and what they did during the Super Bowl. And we had a couple people uh, answer that question. And John... You want to go ahead and take the, the first uh, listener response to what they did on Super Bowl? I will. Uh, so the first one comes from our buddy Matt uh, Helmer over from the 40 cast. And he says, six-pack of lagginess, little some some mm. ale, uh, mini Rubens, along with Fritos with Tex-Mex dip. There you go. S-A. That sounds good. Yeah. Um, it's good beer. I love a Reuben. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I- I'm a big Ruben fan too, and this is big for Matt because for the most part, he and his wife for the last two years, I believe, two or three years now, they have pretty, they've cut out all meat from their diet. They've been almost completely vegetarian. So if he had a Ruben, that means he had to have some pastrami or corned beef on that Ruben, right? So well, you, uh, you hope you hope he didn't sub in something. <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. He said he was bad and he broke his uh, his normal eating thing, so he was very bad. So hey, uh, I give two thumbs up to the mini Rubens, uh, also to the great beer selection you had. And you know what? You can't go wrong with some Fritos and Tex Mex dip. Might as well just you know top it off with with some some greatness there. So we also had Robert, our buddy Robert TPS Sponge. He he also did something special for Super Bowl, for his family and friends. And he smoked some pulled pork, like a pulled pork shoulder on his smoker. And he used a beer is as the liquid in the in the smoker. And he used a Firestone Walker 805. And he said it added a sweet uh, malty smoke flavor to the, the pork. Uh, that sounds fantastic. I, uh, I never thought about using beer as the liquid in your smoker to give that humid, you know, that humid uh, uh, flavor. So I thought that was a pretty smart idea that maybe you guys out there 
our listeners can use. And if you're smoking stuff, you might try that. And he also he rinsed this these uh, he made pork pulls or uh, pulled pork sandwiches with this, and he rinsed it down with some Firestone Walker DBA double barrel L. Uh, that sounds good. I I had some double barrel L that day myself, and and it does go well with Super Bowl. So, yeah, and. And Robert has, has exclaimed that the DBA is, is his beer. You know, that's his go-to. So yeah. that doesn't surprise me at all. Yeah, it's his, it's his go-to beer. It's his go-to. So, John, uh, did you do anything special for Super Bowl? Did you have a, a big gathering? Did you use any of those uh, those uh, Super Bowl appetizers or food things that we talked about? Or, you know, what, what did you do for Super Bowl? So this year for the Super Bowl, we hosted a party again. Um it was a smaller crowd than normal. Uh, you know, there was uh, quite a sickness going around Seattle area. So we had a few families with kids uh, cancel on us. We, we had the, uh, the meatballs, those meatballs that we okay. talked about um, that we were ready to pull the trigger on, but then we had a bunch of cancellations. So we didn't need as much food and that got the ax. Oh. So we, we didn't end up doing it, but I've got it like ready and I'm going to do it at some point. Um, either for a gathering or just because I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, what we did end up doing, um, which has be- become kind of a tradition, is you know for the Super Bowl, I will smoke some kind of meat. Um, I've done brisket in the past. I've done pulled pork a couple times. Um, so I-, I went ahead and did a uh, pulled pork again this year. Um, so yeah, pork shoulder, pork butt, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. it, same thing. Um but, uh, you know, it turned out great. I didn't use beer um, in there uh, like Robert did, um, but uh, it turned out really well and uh, everybody uh, enjoyed it. But my uh, my beer wa- that we had was all homebrew. Um, I had the uh, Janice Brown, the, the Hoppy Brown I mentioned earlier. That's all I drank that day. Um, I also had a uh, Russian Imperial Stout on tap and the Vanilla Stout on tap. Mm. Um, and everybody was... Uh, having a good time. Uh, I think the, the vanilla stout and the, and the brown were hit the hardest. Oh, good. Uh, that day. But yeah, uh, we, we enjoyed it. Um, you know, and enjoyed the, the game and, and a few of the commercials. So, uh, how about you? What, what was your Super Bowl like? Okay. Well, you know what? We, we normally go over to someone's house for a Super Bowl party, but this year we just kept it mellow. We had a little gathering, uh, at my house with my son and my daughter-in-law, my wife, and I was all about to go in and do at least one of those appetizers or those uh, Super Bowl foods that we discussed on the last episode. I thought, okay, I'll do the meatballs because I was going to make meatballs anyway. Well, I started looking into it, and I realized, holy smokes, uh, for one thing, I have to go find a Doppelbach, which at this time of year, uh, I think it's tough. To find a Doppelbach, you know, at least one is readily available. I, I'm not sure why. So I, I'm like, okay, it might be tough for me to find a Doppelbach. So I thought, okay, that might not be good. And, you know, it kind of called for some, you know, root beer and some, of course, they wanted root beer um, uh, barbecue sauce from whatever the, the place that, that came up with the recipe. But they said you could add a quarter can of root beer into it. Well, I don't have any root beer. So I started looking at the thing. I'm like, you know what? This isn't going to happen. So I, I kind of put that off and I said, okay, I'm going to do that pecan uh, caramel like popcorn thing. 
Well, then I started reading up and I saw it was going to take like forever. I'm like, okay, I don't have time to do that either. <laughs> I was like, okay, I'll do the, uh, the spicy Chex Mix. I'm like, you know, I started going through the list of everything and I just realized that, man, uh, those were more work than I thought they were going to be. So I ended up just like <laughs> scratching it all off. And so you just I, weren't committed to cooking with beer that day. I wasn't committed. I wasn't committed <laughs> and I wasn't prepared. And I just didn't want to go out. I, if I would have been able to go out and, and get the ingredients I needed, I would have been better off. But yeah, I, I, I was kind of, ch- I chickened out, but I did make meatballs and little smokies with some barbecue sauce. I, I didn't have beer in it or anything, but. You know, those were, those were pretty good. We also made some, um, uh, some pork ribs, uh, barbecue pork ribs to go with that too. A lot of barbecue stuff this, that day. I think for us, Super Bowl is all about barbecue. So we did have some, some barbecued ribs and some, uh, dips and some different things. It was good. And the beer, I, I had a variety of beer. I didn't drink, drink one thing. I did finally share a couple cans of that, that Death by Coconut. By Oscar Blues, that coconut oh, Irish porter, nice. um, that was very good. My son really enjoyed that. I also drank a, a variety of different things. I did uh, drink some more of the the Firestone Walker stuff I had, and honestly, uh, as I went through, I, mean, I mentioned in the last show that I did buy an older uh, half rack of the the sampler pack, and I was disappointed that some of the beers weren't quite up to what I thought they would. But you know what? As I drank the rest of that half rack uh the beers were actually they were okay they weren't as bad as i was thinking they were going to be they were really good and i really did enjoy i had a couple of those double barrel ales that that robert was drinking too and i had the even the the union jack the ipa they had um you know what those hops held out pretty good maybe not as good as if they were fresh but uh, i wasn't disappointed i didn't think it was a, a bad beer so i drank a lot of the firestone walker stuff that day um and I, I forget what else I drank, but yeah, the beer was flowing pretty good. So, did your son enjoy the uh, coconut? Yeah, uh, porter like you thought? Oh yeah, he did enjoy it. He thought it was really good. He sucked that thing down pretty pretty fast, pretty fast. In fact, he's coming nice. over tomorrow for uh, Valentine's Day uh, dinner, and we have a couple uh, Imperial Stouts we're gonna drink. Uh, one is the I don't know if I ever gave did I ever give you the Edge Brewing uh, uh, Imperial Stout from them, from Edge Brewing. I don't know if no. I, I didn't bring that one. Okay. Uh, we're going to have that tomorrow, which is a very good Imperial Stout. And I also, um, I, I, I got a new Elysian beer. Have you picked up the the new, like, what is it called? Like the Hawaiian Sunburn or something like that from Elysian? Yes. If you were paying attention on tap, I logged that beer. Last uh, Friday. What? So. Oh my gosh! I need to uh, pay more attention to your your logins. Okay, so I picked that up. I might try that tomorrow too. Yeah, it, it's interesting. Um, so it was a showcase, kind of on tap, you know, experimental stuff here at the tap rooms. Okay. And my friends who had both the the draft version, the previous draft version, and the bottle version say. It's changed uh, oh. what they put out to mass market, and it's not as good okay. as what was out. I didn't have the original. Um, you know, it it's interesting, and uh, you know, it's not bad. It's it's not you know tremendous. It's not something that you'll 
want to go stock up on and, you know, but it's something interesting to try and, and kind of see what, what they, the flavor that they put together in that thing. But okay, um, it, yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's a, it's a cool little, little beer. Well, it so. kind of, it kind of intrigued me because it's like a habanero and a sour, right? It's like a kind of a sour beer. Is that right? Yes. Okay. So I, I never imagined having a, a spicy, like a, a heated spiced uh, sour beer before. So I, I'm kind of curious about that whole mixture. All right. So that's pretty much what, uh, what I did. I, I watched the game and uh, the commercials. You know, everyone watches Super Bowl for commercials. Lackluster for the most part. There's a couple good ones. Uh, you know, we enjoyed that. But now comes the part of the Super Bowl, which everyone was talking about, especially I was, I was, I laughed out loud when I heard it because at the end of the game, Peyton Manning is sitting there getting interviewed, uh, as what, you know, hey, what'd you do to, you know, what, you think you're going to win, blah, blah, blah. And he says, what, he says, what he's going to do is he's going to go and drink some bud. He's going to go thank the Lord. He's going to kiss his wife and kids and drink some Budweiser. And it was so awkward when I heard that. I was like, what? I thought, this guy's plugging Budweiser instead of I'm going to go to Disneyland. He's saying I'm going to drink some Bud. And I just laughed. I laughed out loud, actually. And I just, I like, I just chuckled like, wow, this is so awkward. And then he not only does it once, he does it again during the trophy presentation. He, he says the same thing. And I learned afterwards that he wasn't actually paid by Budweiser to do that marketing spiel. He did it on his own. And it's not because he was paid, but because maybe because he, for one thing, probably enjoys drinking Budweiser and he's and owns a couple or not owns, but is a partnership with a couple uh, distributors for Budweiser. So maybe he was thinking this was his platform to help his distributors distribute dis- distribution um, business out uh, with getting more business by saying hey the Super Bowl champion quarterback uh, is drinking Budweiser why not you drink Budweiser so I thought that was uh, that was pretty funny what do you think John did you actually watch all the way to the end and, and hear that little bit of uh, of marketing spiel from from him so I missed the you know talking to all the players and that kind of stuff. Once the game was over, everybody started, you know, getting their things and about mm-hmm. to get out. So we, we missed all the pageantry oh, okay. and everything. So I only saw it once, you know, it was picked up by, I mean, it was even on ESPN that he was, you know, talking about it and they showed, you know, and then I saw that later he did it multiple times <laughs> that night in interviews later that week. I mean, it was, all over the place. And, um, yeah, I mean, I don't think anything of it. I mean, whether, you know, I heard later that he didn't get paid, but even he had got paid, who cares? Yeah, I mean, yeah. the guys sign deals all the time. It doesn't yeah. really, doesn't really mean all that much. No. So. Yeah, I agree. And I, it doesn't bother me because I was figuring when I first heard it, I thought, oh, it's just like the Disney. I'm going to go to Disneyland thing, right? Where they pay him a big yeah. bunny to say that. It's supposed to be, you know, a, a big marketing thing. But I just, I was, I just thought it, it just didn't come across well. It just came across so awkward that just, it made me laugh. And then I started thinking about it. I learned that he was part owner in a couple of dis- 
distributorships. So I thought, wow, okay, that makes sense. Um, you know, Peyton and his family are from the South. They're from, uh, you know, simple type li- lifestyles. You know, you know, people that like drinking Budweiser. His his dad probably drank Budweiser. His grandpa probably drank Budweiser. Why wouldn't uh, Peyton drink Budweiser, right? It makes sense to me that that this is something that is uh, what he enjoys. And 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 is he into craft? Probably not, because if it's good for Grampy, why not be good for me too, right? So he's probably uh, you know stick with, with uh, the old Budweiser. I don't have a problem with that. Uh, but what I found interesting is. Uh, then Budweiser, after they found out he was plugging them like crazy, they decided to send him, what, 50 cases of Budweiser? I'm like, holy smokes, that's, that's a lot of Budweiser to him and the team, which is great. Hey, they, they got the big pockets. They can go ahead and put out the, you know, the beer. I, I'm not going to turn it down if they're giving me free beer. I, I'm not necessarily going to drink it all. I'll give it away to people, but hey, free beer is free beer. But, yeah, become a lot of people's new best friend. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but then the Brewers Association. Now, here's a funny thing, too. Colorado, the team, you know, Denver Broncos, Colorado and Denver, huge craft beer market, big breweries there that are, you know, it can't be, it can't be hidden that craft beer is big in Colorado. Uh, but he, you know, he still mentions his Budweiser. So the Brewers Association decides that they are going to help Peyton out. Hey, congratulations for winning the big game. We understand you like beer, and but but here's some beers that might be similar, or things you might enjoy that are craft beers, and uh, and they sent him a care package to uh, to try these beers. And um, I want to thank David. Our buddy David Yojimbo2000 on Twitter, he uh, linked on our Facebook page an article that actually listed the beers that the Brewers Association sent to Peyton Manning. And uh, I wanted to go over this list, John, and see what your thoughts are on this on the on the selection of beers that they they sent. So the first one is called Black Bavarian. It's a German style Schwarz beer, which is a black beer uh, from Sprecher Brewing. Out of Glendale, Wisconsin. Uh, I haven't had that beer. I haven't had any other beer, but uh, uh, it's a dark lager, so that makes sense that he likes, obviously, Budweiser's a lager, so maybe they're trying to keep it in the lager realm. I thought, okay, that's not too bad. It's a, it's a dark lager. Yeah, I haven't had that one either, but same logic would apply yeah, for yeah. for that. So then, then the next one they sent off uh, in the list is an apricot blonde. L and it's from Dry Dock Brewing out of Aurora, Colorado. So again, they they try to send a bunch of beers that were in the Colorado area because hey, Colorado's a big craft beer market. So why not try to promote that local beer that that you know he should have been drinking? And again, when I think of trying to get people that are traditionally um, American Lager fans, what beers would be would, would wouldn't turn them off as bad? A fruit beer is typically what, you know, maybe he'll give this to his wife or to, you know, uh, Eli or whoever to try out. Uh, so, uh, Apricot Blonde doesn't surprise me that they sent a fruit beer. So, that that wasn't too sh- too bad. What do you think about the Apricot Blonde? Is that doable? Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, and maybe maybe he'd like the fruit. I don't yeah. know. Yeah, he might like the fruit. He's kind of, yeah, fruity. 
then they send a beer called Craft Lager. It's an American lager. What better style than to send an American lager because that's what he drinks. This is from Upslope Brewing, again, out of Boulder, Colorado. Perfect perfect choice. I think that's a great beer to send that, that can show them that, hey, this beer is, is similar to what you like but probably has better flavor. Um, they also sent a Colorado Kolsch, which is a German-style Kolsch beer from Steamworks Brewing, again, out of Durango, Colorado, another Colorado beer. Again, Kolsch, very similar to the other uh, lagers and pilsners that he's familiar with flavor-wise. Yeah, this one fits right in that wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. Then then they step it up. They go a little bit uh, racy. Literally racy here with the <laughs> with the racer racer five IPA the uh, India Pale Ale from Bear Republic Brewing, and that one's out of California. Uh, what do you? A think? lot of people are groaning right now about your pun. <laughs> <laughs> I, I could I I had to do it I had to do it. But what do you think? Do you think they they may have overstretched their their reach with the IPA? Uh, if he is a true bud drinker and that's all he does yes yeah absolutely especially racer five okay. uh it's a very big bitter flavor, yeah you know. yep i agree i thought that one was out of was out of place so then they also sent him samuel adams boston lager hey again another lager uh it's a vienna style lager which does have more flavor more than malt uh, I think that's a great beer as we've mentioned before a great gateway beer into craft beer uh, it is a little bit different than what he's going to taste with the bud, but you know what? It's not that far different that he he may not enjoy it. So that I think that was a good it, choice. Yeah, and you know that even though some of the others that I, I mean I haven't had a, anything prior to Racer Five on this list, um, but this one may pique the interest mm-hmm. a little bit more just from name recognition yeah, alone. Yeah, um, you know you know that they've sold a lot of it. It's you know, a proven product, that kind of thing. Yeah. So, uh, who knows? Maybe that one could could start uh, tipping the scales. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it was a good choice. I, I I have no problem. Then we go another damn IPA. I don't understand why they sent two IPAs. Uh, you know, one IPA I can see. Uh, two is a, is going a little bit crazy, but they send the Mojo IPA. Uh, and again, it's from Boulder Beer Co- uh, Company from Boulder, Colorado. So. I think they're trying to stick with beers that were from Colorado, but you know what? There's a lot of other beers from Colorado that are a lot more in his wheelhouse than I think this one would be. I, I don't know. I think they, they, they misstepped by sending two IPAs in, in the batch. Yeah. And this one I don't think is as aggressive as Racer 5, but it's still big hop character flavor and aroma. Yeah. So. Okay. Okay. Then they, they send one that, um, I haven't had yet. I've been wanting to try it, but I don't get left hand brewing here in, in my area. But it's from Sawtooth. It's called Sawtooth L Nitro. And again, I'm not a big nitro fan, but um, I do enjoy uh, a good extra special bitter, which is this style. And it's from the left hand brewing company out of Longmont, Colorado. So um, I think that because it is a nitro beer, uh, even though it does have the extra special bitter type style, I think this one might um, not turn them away from craft beer, but it might also turn them away depending on 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 the bitterness of it. Yeah, so I've had the standard version of this, not the nitro. Okay. Um, it's a decent ESB. I'm, I mean, it's not 
a world beater. Mm-hmm. But uh, good to know that next time you're out here, we'll do a left hand tasting. So let's do it. I'll, I'll yeah, get a flight. Yeah, so. that, let's do it. Let's do it. Um, and then this one, I uh, the session cream summer ale. Uh, I had a, a few of these this summer when they released it. It's from um, Full Sail Brewing Company out of Hood River, Oregon. I think this is a great uh, beer, lighter beer with a, a lighter flavor that is easy drinker that I think you could enjoy. So I thought this was a very good addition to the craft beer uh, selection that they chose. Yeah, yeah, I think that's solid. Yeah. And then the last one is a, a reach, but I think they had to do it. They had to show them that uh, that there's some good quality flavors in a porter. They had to have a porter. They chose one I have never had, but again, it's from Colorado. It's called the Graham Cracker Porter. It's American-style porter from the Denver Beer Company out of Denver, Colorado. So, um, again, they were showcasing the Colorado beers that he's, you know, since he's a, a Denver Bronco player, uh, support local is what they're trying to get across to him. And... Um, I don't. I agree. Give him a, a little taste of a porter. Maybe he'll find that he actually enjoys some of those darker beers too. Yeah. Although from what I've seen on this one, I haven't had it, but uh, it has a lot of that cracker, like graham cracker character to it. So it's not a standard porter. It might okay. be a little more approachable. Okay. Um, for somebody outside craft beer. Yeah. So. Yeah. So um, yeah, that's. I just wanted to mention. A little bit about that whole thing. Um, I just thought it was funny the way he came across. Uh, I I don't think he was disingenuous about his uh, his thing. I I truly believe that uh, Peyton Manning is a Budweiser drinker. Uh, I mean, he just seems like that's you know his style. But hey, if he could go craft, I'm all for that too. You know, and maybe the next thing he does, he'll be promoting you know, some, some local craft breweries from where he's living after he retires, because hopefully he'll retire after this win. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's a, that's a little bit of topic we had for this show, but now it is time for you guys to go out, grab your can of Oscar blues, old chub, scotch ale, crack it open and pour it into a glass because John and I, we are going to do our tasting notes segment on this beer right now. So, John, oh, nice. On cue, you open that uh, with a nice pop of that, uh, that can. And, again, uh, this is the name of the beer is Old Chub, uh, which, you know, you know, I, I don't know. When I first saw yes, this beer, yeah, when I first saw <laughs> this beer, Old Chub just made me crack a smile. My, the childness in me came out, you know, my school – my school uh, boy child childness, uh, Old Chub by Oscar Blues. Oscar Blues is a, is a brewery out of where Longmont, Colorado, right where right where uh, the old Denver Broncos is is located, right around there. And why didn't they add an Oscar Blues beer to the the selection? Uh, why? Because they make beer that has some 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 solid flavors to it, and probably all their beers were going to be a little bit too much for old Peyton Manning to handle. But that's okay. Yeah, although uh, just Oscar Blues, uh, fun fact, I just saw their opening uh, facility in Austin, Austin, Texas. I, I saw that too. They're going to have a brew pub there. I thought that oh, was fantastic. 
Yeah, brewery, tap room, and music venue. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. So next time I go to Austin, I need. I'll be visiting it. I don't, yeah. I don't, I don't go there say very much. when I go to Austin, not next time because <laughs> I haven't been there before. But it's a actually uh, side tangent. Austin, Texas is a is a fantastic place to go visit for music, for food, and now for craft beer. So hey, why not go visit Austin? I I enjoy it. Yeah. Oh no, I'd be down. <laughs> okay, and uh, w- this is a Scotch ale. Um, kind of, uh, it, it's it's a Scotch ale, but you know what? Because the fact that it's eight percent alcohol by volume, I would say it leans more towards the wee heavy side of the Scotch ale. What do you think, John? You think it's it's on the wee heavy side? Uh, yeah, and I think they describe it that way. Um, at least on their website, they call it a a wee oh. heavy. Okay. Um, but I. I could be wrong. I'm going from memory. Okay. But, uh, yeah. I, I say when I see 8%, uh, to me, that's on the heavy side. So, uh, but hey, it's a Scottish style L. Uh, IBUs are 25. So it's actually, you know, it's not heavily, you know, highly bitter, uh, but it does have a little bit of uh, a little bitterness to it. So, you know, 25 is a decent uh, amount of bitterness there. Uh, you'll only find this either on draft or in. 12 ounce cans. And as I mentioned in the last episode, this beer back in 2004 was the first canned craft beer that I ever had. And at first I was, uh, I almost stubbed my nose at it saying, no way am I buying any beer out of a can that, you know, for the price they wanted me to pay. But when I tried it, I was very impressed by this beer. Uh, and now we're trying, we're going to taste it on the show. So, hey, it, it's lasted. So, John, um, I, I heard you open your can. Uh, I did. You, you've poured it into your glass. Uh, now we're looking at the, uh, you know, at the coloring. Let's go ahead and describe the color of this beer. You want to start or you want me to start? Uh, I can start because okay. uh, my coloring is probably going to be a little disappointing. I'm having trouble getting the right light on this beer, mm-hmm. um, but it's it's dark. Yeah. Uh, I mean, without, I mean, if I was just handed this, say, oh, I got a brown ale, you know, something like that. I mean, it's yeah. very dark. Um, and, you know, I, I'm getting maybe a little kind of orange tint if I can hit the light on it right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the bottom of the glass uh, might be red if I had real light. But uh, that's usually what I see is a, a reddish hint. Mm-hmm. Um, along with this, but uh, how about you? Yeah, no, I agree. Um, I described it as a, a, a like a dark mahogany. Um, I I look at this beer and what do I see? I see my grandma's big giant uh, dining room table. You know, the mahogany table, right? <laughs> it's it's literally that color. It's a it's a very nice dark uh, dark red or dark brownish red coloring. It does have. If you hold up to light, I do see a reddish uh, hue to the outline of it, and it's a very clear beer. Uh, that's that's my description of it, and I think we're pretty, you know, like you said, your lighting is a little bit off. My lighting uh, is pretty good right now, so, um, yeah, we nailed it. We nailed it. Yeah, ho- hopefully it doesn't taste like your grandma's table. No, as we no, got here, so. yeah, no, <laughs> no. So um, I'm going to go ahead and describe the, the head. What we see with the with the head and, and at least what I see now, um, I've had two of these beers. The first one I poured, I poured 
add a uh, you know a, a leisurely uh, I wasn't too aggressive with it and when I poured it it had a great one finger head it was a, a tan uh, coloring uh, lots of tiny bubbles in it and as I drank it down this beer as John described in in previous accounts of other beers it had legs the actual uh, lacing uh, as you as you lifted up and and uh, you know and, and uh, let it uh, come down, you had more of the the head uh, sticking to the glass and, and causing the legs to, to stick to the glass. Uh, so I had good lacing too. I, and hopefully, John, you're having the same experience in your glassware. Uh, not quite. No. Uh, so this is the first thing to hit this glass tonight um, in my Willie Becker. Hmm. Uh, so um, I apparently need to rinse this a little better next time. Uh, but I formed maybe an inch, inch and a half it settled out pretty quickly to a half an inch, mm-hmm. um, and then the second I took a sip off of it, uh, <laughs> it went away. Um, so I, I've got an, a, a nice, like, light tan, off-white kind of ring um, around the edge of the glass, some light bubbles. But where I have taken the sip out of, I'm already getting a lacing on it. Okay. So, okay. Um, you know, that bows well. Yeah, yeah. I um, I actually timed the the length of the head on the first glass I had uh, three minutes before the head dissipated. I thought that was very impressive that that thing held for three minutes before it actually went down to where like we described where you just have just a little bit of the uh, of of it around the the rim of the of the beer I guess. So was that three minutes of you staring at it or three minutes of you? drinking off of it nope i hadn't drank i just stared and sniffed okay so i i poured it uh i let it sit i um sniffed it to get my aromas uh i also looked at it to see what the head was doing kind of got the coloring i did all that pre-stuff uh and it took three minutes to, to get that before i noticed that the head had actually came down from the one the solid one finger down to uh just around the the edge of where the beer is so yeah. I'm I'm impressed by your self discipline. Yeah, I'll say that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I wanted it to warm up a little bit too because I did pull it right out of the fridge and pour it, and then I let it warm in the glass a, a little bit before I took my initial sip. So gotcha. what? So um, the nose. Now uh, I know John, you are suffering from a little bit of a head cold and from a double IPA overdose. So I know you may not have the same. Uh, aromas that I'm picking up, but I get, uh, you know, when I stick my nose to the glass, I right away get some a bit of a dark fruit sweetness uh, out of it. To me, uh, it's like a, like a, like a dried, like a dates or figs. It could also be uh, maybe some prune or raisin in there too. That type of dark fruit is what I'm getting and a little bit of the sweetness with it. Um, and also, there, there's a little bit of, of uh, caramel or, or toffee notes in that also. How about you, John? Are you able to get any of those dark fruits or any of the, the caramel or toasted caramel flavors? Or uh, so just, just to be clear, I'm a professional, so okay. um, I'm all over this. Uh, but, <laughs> uh, yeah, this thing is all malt um, in the aroma, no, no question. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, I get the dark fruit. Um, I also get a big hit of chocolate um, mm, okay. in here, and that, I'm I'm sure that could 
you know, depending on my level of clearness in my in my nasal passages, it uh, could be some of that sweetness or toffee kind of thing. Uh, but those are my two big hitters. Okay. In there. All right. Hey, no problem. Those are. I mean, we're we're on we're on track. We got some of the similar things. So now, as we take our our uh, our sips off the front of this beer, for me, uh, the first thing I notice is a over is like a bit of a sweetness hits me when I first uh, put this to my mouth. Um, and at first it it seems like it's a lot, but then it it kind of mellows out. I do get a uh, raisin flavor, and I do get some toastiness or roastiness and. For me, it's, it's really was hard to put a flavor to it, but, um, you know, I'm getting maybe like a burnt caramel or, or toffee flavor. And as I was drinking, you know, drinking this thing, I was getting kind of like a Dr. Peppery type flavor. Like, you know, you have so many flavors in there. It kind of tastes like a, <laughs> like a mixture of like a Dr. Pepper, but a all little right, bit. I'll give that to you if you can name all 23. I have Ready no idea. Go. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. But, uh, but yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's like a Dr. Pepper, but not as carbonated as a Dr. Pepper. It doesn't have that, that, uh, carbonation sharpness to it. It's very mellow, um, and a little bit stronger flavors. And, uh, yeah, I, I, and it's enjoyable. It's not off putting. Although, the, again, the beginning, it seems sweet, but it, that sweetness dissipates pretty quick. And I hope you just didn't spill your beer. No, I was I was looking at the can and then I knocked okay. it against the mic. Sorry. All right. So how how is your when you first take your sip? What is your impression? So I'm not getting the dark fruit raisin thing at all okay. um, in the flavor. I'm getting a huge chocolate caramel toffee hit um, with the flavor, uh, and you know it's really not sweet to me, and that's kind of surprising coming off of a double IPA and a pretty big pale ale. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you'd think switching to a malty beer like this, it would come across as sweet, even if it wasn't overly sweet, but I'm not getting a, a lot of sweetness. Um, and maybe I've just killed my tongue. Um, I mm. don't know, but, uh, personally I, I find this very well balanced Okay, uh, in that regard. Uh, but yeah, big chocolate, um, t- and toffee kind of thing or the, you know that's that's the the big players here. Um, but you know, once again, they, you know, there's no hop character yeah. coming through no. at all in this. It's all malt um, uh, on on the stage. But there's enough hops to keep the malt in check, you know, and make you want to drink it. Yeah. So okay, okay. So we differ a little bit because uh, yeah, you get a lot of chocolate um, in the front. I didn't get necessarily that i got so mine is more of the the fruit but the the body though that now that we've we've got this in our mouth and for me um this is a, a medium bodied uh, beer it's not too light not too heavy it's just like just right uh low carbonation which i like you know how i'm not a heavy i don't like heavy carbonated things um i like a little carbonation like you made a comment the other on one of my untapped the uh, last week or the week before that that you were surprised to hear that I something was too was too low of carbonation for me, but uh, <laughs> yeah, but uh, I like it. I mean, I have to have some carbonation in the beer. If it's flat, it's not going to be enjoyable. This is not flat. It's got some carbonation, that, just enough that makes it 
uh, enjoyable, but not overly carbonated. And um, I think it hides the 8% alcohol pretty well, in my opinion. What do you about you, John? Yeah, what do you think of the body? I definitely agree on that. You, I don't get any alcohol uh, coming across in this. Um, but I I disagree on the carbonation. I think it's a medium carbonation. I'd okay. say medium body, medium carbonation. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I might even go like a medium full, like a little more, not all the way to a stout, but um, I don't know. I think I'm, there might be a little more body here than like your standard pale ale that you kind of place at a medium. Okay. But, you know, I, that's uh, a small point, I'd say. Okay. Okay. But, hey, I'm not going to disagree. Uh, I think we're pretty close. That's good. We're not, we're not like opposites, polar opposites. So, hey, I'm, I'm happy. Uh, and then, of course, to finish this beer off, uh, for me, now here's where I've related some of the chocolate you've been talking about. I've been relating it to the finish. Uh, at the, what, what I've picked up from the finish is that there's a bit of a bitterness to it. Not like super bitter, but there is a, a bitterness. And it, to me, it comes across like it's a dark bitter chocolate, like a, not a sweet chocolate, but a darker bitter chocolate kind of flavor to me. That's where I get the chocolate. And maybe I was tasting that chocolate in the, in, all along, but I wasn't putting, you know, the chocolate to it, but in the finish, is where I can get the chocolate from, from me. And, uh, amazingly, it's not to me, it's, I know you didn't get the same amount of sweetness in the front that I did, but to me that it finishes with, without a lot of sweetness compared to what I had tasted in the, in the beginning. So, um, and it doesn't linger on forever. You, you, you have it for about a minute and then it's, it's, it's done. You can go on and, and do something else. But what about you, John? What do you get in the finish of this beer? You know, I think we are finally um, together on on one of these categories, oh, like fully. Good. I mean, I think that <laughs> pretty much sums up, you know, uh, and the, you know, the chocolate I've been describing all along. It's not like a sweet milk mm-hmm. chocolate. I mean, it's more of a a darker chocolate type type character. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you know, this, uh, you know, it, it does coat your tongue a bit. Yeah, a little uh, bit. But it's not unpleasant. It's not you know, super sweet. It's, you know, it's just, it's just there. And, uh, you know, I, I enjoy it. I'm, I mean, I'm already almost done with this. So. Oh yeah, uh, me too. I've, <laughs> I, I just keep drinking it cause it, and you know, if the finish was off putting or, you know, in, in any way we would both be slowed down, you know, yeah. because oh, yeah. we would want to get rid of that. And then we'd be like, oh, yeah, I should take a drink of that. And then we'd be like, ah, no, I got to get rid of that. You know? <laughs> um, but th- that's not here at all. I mean, this okay. is, you know, for an 8%, this could get you in trouble. Because oh, yeah, I, I for could sure. just put these back. So, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And so, John, with that being said, is this a beer that you would recommend for new people to craft beer? I'd say blanket statement, no. Mm-hmm. Um, but I could see the right person yeah. if, if you're familiar with their tastes. I think you could hook them with something like this. Okay. Um, especially you know, maybe depending on what your can brings. If it's more of the dark fruit or more of the chocolate, but yeah. I, I think I think if it's more of the chocolate and less of the fruit, you'd have an easier hook for yeah. somebody um, depending on their palate. If you know them well enough to 
to be confident to give it to him. Yeah. Um, but uh, I think in the right case, yes, this could be used, but uh, generally, no. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I, I have nothing else to say, but I totally agree with what you said, John. I agree that that on a general case, I wouldn't recommend this for newbies, but on a, a select case-by-case basis, I don't think it would be off-putting to a certain type of, of beer drinker that, uh, you know, they'll, they'll enjoy it. I agree. So, uh, glassware, uh, you know what? Tulip, Willie Becker, Pub Glass, I think all of them are okay. There's not, it's not, again, this beer, uh, if it was a normal Wee Heavy, I might stress the, the tulip to get the aromas and stuff. But I think, uh, on this one, I think, uh, you could drink it in a, in a pub glass or a Willie Becker and still get just the amount of, uh, of good enjoyment out of it. Oh, uh, see, I, I, I think a tulip is too fancy for this beer. <laughs> I, I would say pub glass, nonic pint, something like that okay. would be perfect. I think that's what you would most likely be served in if you went, you know, to Scotland. Or something like this. Oh, okay. Um, okay. But uh, you know, I mean, you'd be fine in in a tulip, but I'd say don't let that hold you back if you don't have a tulip glass. No, no, you can drink it. So. Yeah, just drink it in a glass. I I think the key is is the the. I mean, this is a pretty strong aroma beer. A lot of Scotch ales, though, they're more subtle in the aromas and. I think if you really wanted to capture that, the tulip would help capture that uh, a little bit better, or you know, some kind of a, a narrow, narrower uh, uh, topped glass. But this one, this one's not typical. This is a very strong. There's I, there's a lot of aroma in this beer, way more than I typically get out of the Scotch ales that I that I drink. So, um, yeah, I don't think the glassware is as is critical for this uh, single beer. Now the rating, John. Uh, what would you rate this beer in our rating scales? Um, you know, I think I would maybe go as high as recommended daily drinker. I mean, if I if I was a you know not the hophead that I am, I could see this being the thing that I kept in my fridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, even at eight percent, you know, eight percent as my daily drinker is, yeah. is a little risky. <laughs> Uh, that's right. In terms of people, what people think of me, um, but this is just such a good beer. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I could see keeping this in my fridge. You know, yeah. uh, ready for whenever I want it. So, okay. I think that's where I'd go. Okay, uh, you know what? And you would not be wrong because this beer is rated on the 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 different websites as a ninety out of a hundred rating. On, uh, as I as far as a beer, that. so you're you're absolutely correct. This is a great beer. The problem, and you mentioned it exactly why I rated this as a memorable. Tell all your friends to try it because it is a great beer, and everyone should try it. But as a daily drinker at eight percent, I would be a freaking alcoholic. So I can't I can't drink this one every day. You know, to keep stocked in my fridge because eight percent beers are just a little bit. You know, too easy for me to drink, especially how easy this one drinks. I might be having two or three a night, and before you know it, I'm an alcoholic. So that's why I rated mine as, as memorable, just because it, it is a little but, bit higher on the alcohol level. Yeah, it is, but I, yeah, I don't care. 
(laughs) (laughs) So I will say as an aside, um, you know, I've been looking to try to find what their can code means because they don't have a code that means anything to me on the can. Um, But uh, we've been mentioning, you know, lately a lot about getting beer that's fresh or old. Um, And I will say at least... So the, the bottle shop I got this at puts their own stickers on the beer sometimes when the UPC code doesn't really work or okay. yeah. you know something. But this one is dated as 12-7. So oh, that's wow. at least when they put the sticker on it. I don't know how old it is from the brewery, but this could be pretty fresh. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I will say if if this is fresh, as the sticker indicates... I could see a difference if yours is a little older oh. why you are getting more of the dark fruit than I am. Okay, yeah. Because some of that dark fruit would come across with a little more age, a little mm-hmm. oxidation perhaps, you know, even though a can is less, uh, you know, susceptible to that kind of thing, you know, that that could play a factor. But I, yeah. I've been trying to figure out if I could decipher the code. I have no idea. I, okay. I can't. I can't find it. So, um, I don't know, just something to keep in mind. I, I no. and you know what? Mine could be an old one and they just got it in then and, and stuck the sticker on it. And I happened to buy it quickly thereafter, but you know, um, uh, you, you have a great point, John. I, you know what? That could be exactly the, the difference is, is, uh, is yeah. That, and, and, and I think the craft, Brewers Association, they are trying, they're really pushing hard for a standard to be that all breweries put some kind of a date code that can be decipherable on their product so that people do know what the freshness is and they can make a a sound decision on whether they want to buy it or not. So, but yeah, maybe that's it. Maybe that's why we have some, some differences and maybe I'm getting the, 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 uh, dark bitter chocolate to finish and you're getting it throughout the beer is is mine is is a little bit older which is very possible because i know that where i bought this beer um it it may not necessarily be policed as well as if i were to buy it at a big box store or a big you know supermarket that that constantly has every day they're coming in and, and refreshing their their stock and keeping an eye on what's going on so good point yeah and on the flip side, I could just be really stuffed up, and it could all be in yeah, there. Yeah, it could be all chocolate know. in your nose. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, you know what, John? I think we did a fantastic job of breaking down this beer. I wish I could add the malts and hops uh, that are in this beer, but you know what? I couldn't find them anywhere. So I don't know what's in this beer, but it's a great beer, highly rated beer on all the the beer rating uh, websites and untapped. So if you weren't tasting along with us, go out and find this beer. It's this Oscar Blues is almost completely distributed in 50 states. Uh, so you should not have a problem finding this beer. This is the first beer they send out. This one and Dale's Pale, I think, are the two that they send out to every new venue. So you should be able to find both those beers. Go try them. Oscar Blues is probably my favorite Colorado brewery. Um, that just makes really good beers. And I'm a big fan of New Belgium uh, beers, too. So that's uh, that's saying a lot. Yeah, and, and we had the question from uh, David uh, last episode about the IPAs. If you if you need to break it up, this is a great one to do that with. Yeah. All malt, no hop, 
you know, it's a great beer to do that. So go check it out. Excellent. Excellent. Well, John, I know we're having a great time, but with all good things, uh, they have to come to an end eventually. So it's time to bring the close, the show to a close. Do you have anyone you want to raise your glass to before we, we shut down? You know, I don't know if I should be raising my glass or pouring a little out. Uh, <laughs> but I I got to salute those guys who are at Flux Deposit again. On the last episode, I, I talked about how I was excited to listen to their 100th episode. And they had some technical difficulties, which happens from time to time. Uh, all of us doing the podcast, we mm-hmm. dread it every time we go to record that it could happen. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, unfortunately it happened and it happened at one of the worst times for them. So unfortunately, I won't get to go listen to that episode, <laughs> but I will get to listen to a bunch of other Flux Deposed, and uh, they better make it a 200 and make damn sure that one records yeah. and, and everything so I can listen to that. And uh, otherwise, I'm going to come for them in Michigan. <laughs> I, will, I will find you. Um, but no, they're great guys over there, and you know they uh, spread the word for us, and they do some beer stuff themselves with their, their Battle of the Beer on YouTube. So uh, definitely check them out. And uh Stay with them for the next hundred. So. Yeah, no, I agree. I was also very, very bummed out when I, I saw that they lost that episode. I was looking forward to it. But like you said, John, uh, Jason and Lucas over at Flexipose, they constantly, you know, mention our show and mention us. And, uh, hey, I really appreciate it. I, I just want to raise my glass to you guys for putting out a quality product, even though, you know, mishaps happen. We we forgive you. We'll still be listening. Don't worry. All right. Well, I have another uh, shout out. Well, I have a couple more sh- toasts I want to give. First off, I want to give a big giant toast to my son. Today, February 13th, is my son's 25th birthday. Yes, my son is a quarter of a century old. I feel like, man, I'm, I'm, a, I'm getting old if my son is is that old. So I just want to raise my glass to him. We had a, a great time today and uh, I hope to have many more good birthday funds with him. And, yes. Happy birthday. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and I, I also have to raise my glass to the great guys over at the open forum radio podcast. Uh, you know, Larry, Bill and Derek, those guys are con- also constantly uh, shouting us out, mentioning us in the show. Larry, in fact, you'll hear, uh, a new, a new OFR network drop from him in the show at the end of the show. Uh, you know, he's, you know, he, he works hard to, to provide, uh, a lot of, uh, opportunities for all of the shows on the network. And so I, I raise my glass to those guys. They're great. And Derek, man, Derek is constantly doing, uh, Friend Fridays with us. He's, uh, you know, tweeting our show saying, Hey, you want to learn about craft beer? Listen to these guys. I really, we really appreciate it. It's all about spreading the good word. And, and, uh, we, hey, this, this beer's for you. And, um, one more is, uh, Robert TPS Sponge and Chris McKenzie. Um, I know Chris has already received his gift pack from the show. Uh, and Robert, yours will be arriving next week, probably, or actually you should probably have it before you get this, uh, recording in your ears. Uh, it's not much, but it's just a, a show the appreciation for, uh, you guys sending beer to us and, uh, just all the, 
the hard work you guys do to to help support the show. Thank you guys. Yeah, absolutely, thank you. And I'm I'm happy to see that Denny did send on the uh, <laughs> loose cannon, the extra loose cannon I sent with him, and he didn't just keep it for himself. I, you know, being all selfish. I'll tell so. you, it was so tempting <laughs> to drink it myself because I love that beer. But you know what? If I can spread that legendary beer, there's only a few bottles left in the world. Um, and that's if right. you're lucky enough to have one, then that's that's pretty special. Come visit me. There's still some here. <laughs> Is there more? Oh yeah. Okay. All yeah. right. All right. So when I come, save save a couple more bottles for me because I I love the beer. I'm gonna I'm gonna line them up and I'm just gonna start drinking like one a week. <laughs> put a timetable on when you you need to arrive. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Gotcha. All right. And and you know mentioning Open Forum Radio, I just want to thank Open Forum Radio Network for supporting our show and providing the hosting space at openforumradio.com. Go out there and listen to all the great shows we have on the network. Also, you know, I, I say it every week or every show, and I'm not going to stop saying it. As being a former serviceman, I know, uh, you know, how hard it is to, to go out there, do your job, uh, risk your life. Uh, be away from your families, all, all the sacrifices that all of our servicemen and women do for our country, for our freedoms. I just need to raise my glass. I want to thank you guys for all that hard work and that, that uh, dedication you guys do, and, and cheers. And, uh, hey, we know what? We don't plug this all the time, but if you like what John and I have to, you know, what we do, you know, providing great beer education for you guys, uh, hey, go out and give yourself thanks by just leaving an iTunes review for us. We don't ask for money. We don't ask for beer. We'll take your beer, but we don't ask for it. Uh, That's appreciated. It's appreciated. <laughs> and you know what? We even reciprocate back if you do send us beer. So, hey, don't be afraid to send us beer. But we don't ask for it. We do this out of the kindness of our hearts because we love spreading the good word of craft beer. And if you want to give back to this show, hey, leave an iTunes review. It takes a couple minutes, and that helps the show get out to more people, spread the good word to all of the people out there in the in the world. And uh, if you would like to contact the show, you can reach us through email at tapthecraft.gmail.com, or you can follow us on Twitter at tapthecraft, or even leave comments on the show post at openformio.com or Google+. Plus. Just search for Tap the Craft. And we have a Facebook page. You can visit us at facebook.com slash tap the craft. You can like our page. You can follow us. You can interact with us. Do whatever you want. We appreciate all the interactions. And you can follow me personally on Twitter, Instagram, and untapped at loose screw and on Google plus at Denny loose. And John, if our great listeners want to follow you on social media, how can they do that? On Twitter at Prime Brewing, untapped Prime WA. And I write about beer and homebrewing at homebrewengineer.com. And I will say, I didn't keep my promise last time that the post about my special mash stuff would be up by the last episode. Uh, sickness, it- <laughs> life stuff got in the way. It's up now. Even as we record this, it's up now. So I, I'm not even like trying to keep a future promise. <laughs> um, but I'm not going to make a promise this time. But I will say I'm working on a, a new post for my first time using my, my brand new conical. Awesome. And it'll be up soon. Okay. <laughs> that sounds awesome. All right. Well, hey, John, it's last call. It's time to bring the show to a close. We want to thank all of our great listeners for downloading and listening to the show. We hope that every you guys were all able to find some good, useful information 
that John and I had to to provide. And we welcome you to subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher Radio or TuneIn Radio or however you listen to your podcast. And as a reminder, we release a new show every two weeks. Now go out there and spread the good word of craft beer. Cheers. Ah, uh, okay. so you didn't get all that witty banter I had? No, no, Wasted. yeah, sorry. Wasted. <laughs> all right, I'm shutting it down. I'm coasting the rest of the night. <laughs> all right, how far into the show are we? Uh, well, I took the I – for, I just remembered something I wanted to add to the second show. Oh, come on. So I just added more th- – it's a real short thing, but I'm going to put the yeah, clip. Yeah, real short I'm gonna thing. Pu- I'm going to put the clip, the audio clip. Into the uh, the beginning of the show, uh, have you? Oh, this have, I have not seen it. But <laughs> I will watch it between shows. So I'm. Oh, it's ready. it's. I mean, the video part is better than. I mean, the audio is funnier, but when you see their their faces and stuff, uh, it's pretty funny. So I wanted to add that to the uh, just a discussion right after we were talking about the. The craft beer and the indie beer, the whole that whole thing. Uh, I thought it'd be cool to say, well, you know, talking about, you know, going to big beer. We, Ten Barrel just released a YouTube video about the uh, some social media responses. So it's it's kind of like the uh, Jimmy Kimmel like stars read the tweets of people insulting yeah, them. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Right. I look forward to watching that after uh, this. <laughs> I just, right, are I, you gonna be okay? To do, do you need a Do you need a five minute break? No, I just <laughs> I I shouldn't have watched that before because it makes me laugh every time. I, are you just gonna have the giggles now for the first no, half of this episode? No, I can get. I'm professional. I can get. I can get through. <laughs> you, you sounded like you were struggling to get that out. <laughs> I'm a professional. <laughs> oh, I can do it. I can do it. I just All in right. my mind, I just keep seeing it. I can't wait for you to. I don't know. Maybe you won't have the same response as I do, but I, actually, I love that video because it's, it's how I would feel if I was. And it, the thing is, is they didn't know what they were doing. They thought they were reading positive responses, and then when they get there, they start reading the crap that they're reading, and they just start like freaking out. <laughs> Are you here? No. <laughs> wow, what are you listening to? I was hoping I'd get farther into the song and it, it would be the, the chorus of All By Myself. I don't want to be all by myself. <laughs> but uh, you got back a lot faster than I anticipated. Oh, no so. problem. I, I actually poured the beer <laughs> and I have a half liter. I have my Dancing Camel Brewing from Israel glass it's a half liter it's a half liter plus a little extra and i poured i aggressively poured this beer the head is like three inches tall <laughs> just like nice. the whole damn beer is full i'm like wow this is a crazy crazy head okay are you ready now i've been ready for at least two minutes okay let's <laughs> let's get it let's keep going then let's keep going let's do it Hey, you 
Thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft with Denny and John. Now, I know you're a crafty consumer, and if you would like to consume other great podcasts, check out OpaFormRadio.com. We house such podcasts as Opaform Radio Proper, The 40 Cast, Geeks for the Win, I Recommend, Just Press Start, The Married Gamers, Gamer Husbands Radio, The OMG Hour, Gamers Unscripted, Lost Treasures of Gaming, Primetime, My Peanut Gallery, and many, many more. And please, remember to leave these fine fellas a review on iTunes or wherever you listen to this show. Again, thank you so much for listening to Tap the Craft. Open for a radio. What community sounds like. Stay